Our top stories tonight, Cody Carpentier has put together his Mock Draft 5.0. And so, I've got to respond in kind. i got to put together my own Mock Draft based on all the information that we have been hearing day after day, week after week on Player Profiler today. Let's get right into it. Let's start the draft. And unfortunately, and surprisingly, I've been swung. I think it's going to happen. I think that with the 101, the Carolina Panthers truly are taking Bryce Young. He aced the S2 test. Head or not head coach, sorry. Owner David Pepper is a big, big analytics guy. Bryce Young graded better than CJ Stroud. It's everything is adding up that David Tepper is one of those meddling owners and has overwritten the decision of his general manager of his head coach from CJ Stroud, which was the initial favorite before the trade up to Bryce Young. So Bryce Young goes 101. And now, of course, Cody, Cody has the Texans trading out, the Raiders trading up to two. Like that idea. I wonder who else has been telling you the Raiders are going to trade up week after week, month after month. But I think the Texans do stay pat. I think the Texans feel blessed by CJ Shroud falling to them and so select the Ohio State quarterback. They'd take Bryce Young if he was there. They'll take CJ Shroud. In terms of the NFL, I believe they believe. There are two pro-ready quarterbacks, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. They go one-two. But of course, for the third time in three drafts, I have the Raiders trading up with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I don't know what will actually entail. I'm just going to offer this trade. It's going to go through. It's probably going to be more than just one pick, a third rounder that the Raiders give up. But that is for people smarter than me to decide. I'm just here to tell you it's going to happen. The Raiders are going to trade up to three and select Anthony Richardson. And it was interesting. I don't know if you have listened to The Mind of Mansion recently between the Podfather and Rich Rebar because it was a good one. That was perfect. Chef's kiss, good as gold. Rich talked a lot about Anthony Richardson and how he is really, really good at avoiding the negative plays. Anthony Richardson does not bring pressure on himself. Majority of the pressure he faced at Florida was because of the offensive line, not because he was holding the ball too long. And so could it be that Anthony Richardson's floor is actually higher than we've given him credit for? The ceiling is sky high. Could Anthony Richardson just be effective running an offense by avoiding those sacks? That's going to be interesting. As for the Colts, we've talked about it plenty. They love Will Levis. Chris Ballard, big traits guy. Will Levis has all the traits. He has the big arm. He has the completion percentage in the SEC. He has the big playability. He has the athletic ability. He has the rushing upside. Will Levis has everything that Chris Ballard is looking for. Shane Steichen, the new head coach, everything he's looking for as well. Will Levis is taller than Jalen Hurts. And he's no Justin Herbert in terms of the 6'6", but he can hang with him in terms of weight. Will Levis 
is a brick wall. One that is going to run this Colts Shane Steichen offense very, very effectively. And so that means we have four quarterbacks in the first four picks. This was my first thought with the mock draft. I pivoted. I had the Colts going for Lamar Jackson. That is clearly not going to happen at this point. And so we're back to four quarterbacks in the top four picks. And so the Seahawks start the draft at five with the best defensive player available, Jalen Carter. I believe unless a quarterback is there, the Seahawks are going to be all in on Jalen Carter. I know he has the off-field issues, but when has Pete Carroll ever been worried about character or off-field issues? Once they get into that Seahawks locker room, Carroll is a master of human relations. He does a great job of keeping his guys out of trouble. And so between the lions and the Seahawks, Jalen Carter will go to a locker room that sets him up for success. I believe that I believe if the Seahawks pass on him, the lions will take Jalen Carter instead. And either way, this is a strong locker room that can, provide stability for this young man who people have question marks on, but the Seahawks take Jalen Carter best defensive player in the draft. So the lions take Will Anderson, the most decorated defensive player in this draft. A lot of people think the lions are locked into taking corner, especially after trading Jeff Akuda. That's just not the case. Not at all. They still have Jerry Jacobs, who was one of the best corners last year in terms of, Advanced metrics. He had one of the highest coverage ratings from player profiler. He had one of the best burn rates. He had a 0% burn rate. Jerry Jacobs not burned once. So he's going to be starting early in the season opposite Cam Sutton while Emmanuel Mosley gets healthy. And then when Mosley comes back, Sutton can kick inside. CJ Gardner Johnson can play the slot too. Will Harris can play the slot and start there. Lions don't need to take a corner at six. I believe they will draft one, but they don't need one this early in the draft based on the moves they've made this offseason. Now for the Cardinals. A lot of people think that Monty Austin Fort will take a defensive player, will take Tyree Wilson. That is heavily, heavily mocked to the Arizona Cardinals. But we don't know anything about Monty Austin Fort. We don't know how he's going to run his draft. And so when you don't know, fall back on an elite offensive line. And Paris Johnson from Ohio State, dominant tackle, one of the top four players in the draft per Cody Carpentier. I think that this offensive tackle class is going to go a lot higher than people expect. And the cornerback class is going to go a lot lower than people expect. Because the offensive line isn't as deep as cornerback, as edge rusher, as defensive tackle, as tight end. Offensive line, it is dominant at the top, and then it falls off into some solid prospects. But when you can get a player the caliber of Paris Johnson, you get it. And for the Atlanta Falcons, Cody sold me on this one. Cody Carpentier, in his latest mock draft, sold me that the Atlanta Falcons will in fact be selecting Bijan Robinson. Now, my friend Jason Allwine on the Wake and Take show airing every Monday at, or every, no, sorry, 
every Monday through Friday, his show, he has convinced me that the Falcons are going to take Bijan as well. That the Falcons need an elite running back. Maybe it's Derrick Henry. That could be possible in a trade. But Arthur Smith needs his version of Derrick Henry. And Cody has me convinced that's Bijan. NFL personnel believe that Bijan's going early. I know I've mocked him to the Bengals. I don't think he's going that late anymore. The NFL has spoken that Bijan Robinson is a top 15 player, more than likely. I will be shocked to see him fall out of the top 15 at this point. And this is why you listen to Player Profiler today, because we adapt with new information. When stuff comes at us, we adapt, we react, we tell you what is happening based on what we know right now. And what we know right now is that if you want more information on all of these offensive players, I know so far it's only Bijan Robinson and the quarterbacks, and you're not getting quarterbacks in the breakout finder, but if you want information on all these running backs, on all of these wide receivers in this class, right on your phone for your use, you gotta get the breakout finder. Podfather, take it away. Oh, hey, it's a Mr. Breakout Finder coming at you. The Breakout Finder features three key tools. A database of metrics that includes speed score, college dominator, breakout age, but also breakout finder only stats like dynamic score, level of competition, teammate score. All of these things are part of the overall breakout finder algorithm that pinpoints the probability that a player will break out. Everyone's talking about my model does this and my model does that. Well, we give you the data points that go into the model. We have a feature that lets you compare players and then we give you the precise probability of every wide receiver, every running back, sorted and filterable by class year. So when I'm talking to my friends and I need to show them why I'm so bullish on Player X, I pull out the breakout finder and bam, there he is. So go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's five bucks to get the breakout finder and then a couple extra bucks to get some of these additional enhanced stats. Go download it and thank me later. Gotta love the breakout finder. Gotta love everything that is coming from Player Profiler. And I'm going to be here to cover it all. I'm going to be here to unveil all these new products for you seven days a week at 7 p.m. Eastern. But as for my mock draft 3.0, the Chicago Bears, I've told you, in every mock draft, if Peter Skaronsky, the kid out of Northwestern, he just sounds like a Chicago Bear. Skaronsky. Offensive lineman, Northwestern, which is in Illinois, the local kid. If Peter Skaronsky is there, I truly believe he will be a Chicago Bear. And it's even easier when Paris Johnson is off the board because that's the other player I could see Chicago being interested in. Now, for those Philadelphia Eagles, what are they going to do? Who are they going to select? We know that Howie Roseman loves his linemen, whether it's offensive linemen, whether it's defensive linemen, he loves to bring the heat and protect his quarterback, which is why with Tyree Wilson falling to this point in the draft, I think he is a smash for the Philadelphia Eagles. They would sprint this card up if possible. I've mocked them Lucas Van Ness in the past, but with Wilson falling to pick 10, I can't see him falling much farther than that. He will be there on draft night, as will I be there on draft night. And then there's the Tennessee Titans. They, of course, would love a Tyree Wilson. 
They would love a Peter Skaronsky. They have a lot of issues in Tennessee. This is a rebuild. They are knocking down the walls. They've paid Jeffrey Simmons, and they're cutting all the fat. All of the other players that have contracts that they know they can't win now, so why do they need them? They're getting moved. And so they have some needs on the offensive line. They signed Andre Dillard, the left tackle, former first-round left tackle from the Philadelphia Eagles who got beat out by Jordan Mailata, but they still need some help. They need help at a lot of positions, and so that is why I am giving them Broderick Jones can help them build a bully on the offensive line. With Coming from Georgia, he can play guard to start his career, or they can kick Dillard inside to left guard. Either way. This is an upgrade for the Tennessee offensive line. And you know Mike Vrabel just love his, loves his ass kickers like Broderick Jones. Now for the Houston Texans. And previously, I've been mocking them wide receivers to try to help out Bryce Young. If it's CJ Stroud, though, I think the Texans may be willing to wait to the second round, may be willing to say, hey, Stroud can do it with a Josh Downs type with a Jalen Hyatt type if he falls with some of these other guys. And so I think that Cody has me sold yet again. Now in Cody's mock draft, he had the Texans trading down from two to seven and selecting Miles Murphy. I have them selecting Miles Murphy with the 12th overall pick because D'Amico Ryans needs his edge rusher. He needs that force off the edge. He needs his Nick Bosa to play with. I think I've passed him at this point. Either way, they need Miles Murphy. They would love Tyree Wilson. Lucas Van Ness is a possibility too, but after that showing at his pro day, Miles Murphy to the Houston Texans, Jets could go a lot of different routes. They could go for a receiver. They could trade for DeAndre Hopkins. They could add Dalton Kincaid, the best tight end in the draft. They could do a lot of things to help Aaron Rodgers, or they could select another defensive lineman. We've heard Carl Lawson could be on his way out from the Jets. And so selecting Lucas Van Ness speeds up that process. He can play inside, he can play outside. And we know Robert Sala loves a rotation at edge rusher, just loves to stock up there. Now for the Patriots, if they're going to be harassed by Lucas Van Ness, by Jermaine Johnson, by Quinnen Williams, by all of these players, they're going to need help on the offensive line. They already do. They have signed Riley Reef to fill in at right tackle, compete with Calvin Anderson, but that's not an answer. It's really not, which is why I've had the Philadelphia, or not the Philadelphia Eagles, the New England Patriots selecting an offensive tackle for a while with the push up of Broderick Jones and some of these other players, Darnell Wright, best remaining offensive tackle. He goes to the New England Patriots. He can be flipped to the right side. He can play left side and flip Trent Brown back. Whatever they do, Patriots need to protect Mac Jones. Packers, what do they do? We have seen Brian Gutekunst t- select defender after defender after defender in the first round. And I think just a slap in the face to Aaron Rodgers on his way out. They take the first receiver off the board in Jackson Smith in Jigba. They need a slot receiver. They've got Christian Watson who can play that Z role. He can play X if they need him to 
post up on the outside, but Watson's at his best in motion, moving inside, outside between the slot, between outside, running those deep routes. He's going to be their Z receiver. They're going to have Romeo Dobbs posted up on the outside on the line of scrimmage, not going to win a ton of those matchups, but that's okay. Cause now they've got Jackson Smith and Jigba in the slot. He can be the alpha of the green Bay Packers offense right from that slot position. Perfect for Jordan love. They need to get him some help now for the commanders. A lot of people have the commanders selecting cornerback. I have done that plenty of times, but they have a tight end who is aging. And we know that Eric Bieniemy sure had a lot of fun with his tight end with the Kansas city chiefs. And you heard the Harry snowman compared this tight end to Travis Kelsey just last night. Of course, Dalton Kincaid, the best tight end in this draft. Surprise pick for the Washington Commanders. This would just be a very Ron Rivera and this regime pick taking a tight end in the first round. They can cut Logan Thomas if they would like or keep him on as a veteran to help Kincaid enter the NFL. But either way, I can see this Commanders offense investing in more playmakers for whoever this quarterback is this year. Maybe Jacoby Brissett has a Geno Smith rebound. Maybe it's Sam Howell, or maybe they just bought him out and get the first overall pick and take Caleb Williams or Drake May. Regardless, it is now the Pittsburgh Steelers pick. And I have said, if Joey Porter is on the board, the Steelers will take him. Now, I've had some second thoughts. Now, there is a concept that Matt Babich introduced to me called the happiness tax. We were talking about the happiness tax on the writer's roundtable. Make sure you go check that out every single Wednesday at 8 o'clock p.m. It is Seth Dywald. It is Matt Babich. It is two other writers for the Player Profiler website. And we just chat. And one of the things we chatted about is the happiness tax. Getting a Jamar Chase for Joe Burrow. Getting players that your quarterback wants, like Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham. The Ravens make a peace offering, get Odell Beckham, who Lamar has recruited. And so could it be possible that the Pittsburgh Steelers have reached out to Kenny Pickett and said, hey, man, what do you want? What will help your career best? How can we help you to help this offense. And if Kenny Pickett is asked that question, I think the answer is going to be draft Jordan Addison. He can be our immediate starting wide receiver in the slot. He can replace Deontay Johnson down the road because clear the Pittsburgh Steelers don't view Deontay Johnson as a wide receiver worthy of commanding the money he wants. That's why they made a short term deal. They can move on from Deontay Johnson after this season. And Johnson might want to. And so select Jordan Addison. Day one, he's the starting slot receiver. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, they're both on the outside. And then Addison can slide outside after Johnson leaves. It's Addison, it's Pickens, and Kenny Pickett gets his best friend back. Now for the Detroit Lions. What do the Lions do with their second pick? They take the first cornerback off the board, Devon Witherspoon. This is a player that is often mocked the Lions at six. Getting him at 18 would be an absolute steal, but because I see 
this edge rusher and offensive line class being pushed up the board, someone's got to fall. And I think it's the cornerback position. Now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this is a team that has been linked to Hendon Hooker plenty. And as much as I've said, Hendon Hooker could go round one, maybe a team trades up. I don't have him going round one based on the current picks. I don't think the Bucs will take him at 19. I don't think the Ravens will take him. And who else would take a quarterback that late? So it's either a trade up or Hendon Hooker falls out of the first round. And instead, the Bucs invest in the defensive line. They just take arguably one of the best players in this class. Cody Carpentier has him at two, I believe. Nolan Smith, edge rusher out of Georgia. The guy is a stud elite athlete who doesn't seem to be getting the credit he deserves right now. Bucks happy to capitalize on that. They are a team that just makes good decisions in round one and round two. They just let value fall to them. We've seen it the past couple of years. Just, okay, you're going to let Tristan Wirfs and Antoine Winfield fall to us. All right, we'll take it. Now, for the Seattle Seahawks with their second pick, Christian Gonzalez stays on the West Coast. I've made this pick before. I really could see the Seahawks taking a corner. It doesn't have to be Gonzalez. It could be Joey Porter. It could be Deontay Banks. It could be so many other players. But Seahawks, with the talent that is likely to be available at 20, I see them taking a corner with that 20th overall pick. Dolphins are skipped, of course. They forfeit their pick because of the tampering they did. Chargers go wide receiver, inject some speed into this offense, something they desperately need, and go with Zay Flowers. This would be one of my favorite picks of the whole first round if Zay Flowers ends up with Justin Herbert. He can play outside. He can play in the slot. He can fill in for Jalen Guyton running those wind sprints, except Flowers might actually get targets on them. Flowers might actually get those deep targets. And you can have him run these short to intermediate routes as well. Get some yards after catch. Zay Flowers would be the perfect pairing with Justin Herbert. Ravens now on the clock. A lot of people think, could they add a wide receiver? Quinton Johnson staring them in the face right now. I don't think so. I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to stay in state because they need a cornerback too. Marcus Peters, still a free agent. He could re-sign with the team. Or they could draft Deontay Banks. We expect him to go in the first round anyways. Ravens love taking defenders in the first round. Deontay Banks from Maryland goes to the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Minnesota Vikings on the clock. And Quinton Johnston is not attending the draft. We don't know that he wasn't invited. We don't know if he's been told, eh, we don't know if you're going round one, so stay home, kid. We don't know. But... The Vikings have been linked to Quinton Johnston plenty lately. They stop his slide, select the TCU wide receiver. He posts up on the outside opposite Justin Jefferson. KJ Osborne can stay in the slot. He can play off Justin Jefferson. They can flip-flop outside. Johnston takes some of that wide receiver one coverage at that X position when Jefferson slides inside to the slot. And he can win one-on-one. He can win one-on-one on the outside, opens up the passing game even more. An upgrade on Adam Thielen. Let's go. Now for the Jaguars. I've had them taking cornerback plenty. They need someone to fill in for Shaq Griffin. 
And that someone is Joey Porter Jr., who also could go to the Baltimore Ravens as just a big screw you to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I think the Ravens go with the in-state kid. Joey Porter slide stops with the Jaguars selecting him at 24. Giants, I've also had going cornerback every single time. And I think I've had them take Cam Smith every single time. Once again, South Carolina cornerback runs a 4-3, has the size, has the speed, has what Wink Martindale looks for in a one-on-one man cover corner. That's what the Giants do a lot. Love to blitz, put corners on an island a lot, and so you got to have that athleticism. Cam Smith has it in spades. Now, for the Dallas Cowboys, this has been a pick I've made plenty too. There are a lot of common threads. A lot of things have changed as draft season has progressed. A lot of things haven't. And I think the Dallas Cowboys are a smart organization at this point. I think they know they've got a massive hole at left guard unless they sign Jason Peters. And even then, that's a 40-year-old tackle. Does that solve the issue? So instead, they draft Osiris Torrance, best guard in this draft. Torrance going to be an absolute mauler on the Dallas Cowboys offensive line with Tyler Smith, with Zach Martin. This is going to be back to the early 2010s days of this ass-kicking Dallas Cowboys offensive line. Now, Buffalo Bills on the clock, and they've got needs or wants. Because they need a wide receiver too, but it's not desperate. They could wait. They need edge rusher. They need a way to impact the quarterback because Vaughn Miller is coming off the ACL. They need offensive line because the right tackle position was a little bit rough last year. But I think the Bills once again draft edge rusher in the first round like they did with Greg Russo. Take Will McDonald out of Iowa State. Sounds as though he is going to be a lock for the first round. Just a freak athlete. Someone is going to pounce on those measurables in the first round, even if it's late, like 27. Bengals. On the clock, previously, I have had them selecting Bijan Robinson. Now, obviously, he's not available. He goes at eight. But Cody Carpentier, once again, he has convinced me with his mock draft who he is going to take. If you haven't checked it out already, go to playerprofiler.com. It's under the news and analysis section. Go read our articles. You can also type in playerprofiler.com slash articles and see that the Bengals take Jameer Gibbs with the 28th overall pick. And wouldn't that just be perfect? Sounds as though we're going to be seeing Joe Mixon on his way out. Maybe they sign Ezekiel Elliott to be the between the tackles grinder on early downs. Jameer Gibbs, though, steps in as a satellite back. He is what Austin... Jameer Gibbs is what CEH was billed as coming out of LSU, he and Joe Burrow would just make the most beautiful music together. Saints on the board next. They have had a rough go losing all of their defensive tackles. And so they take the most athletic defensive tackle in the draft. Kalijah Kansi does not go in the first round in my mock draft. Instead, Adetomiwa Adebaware, I cannot believe he is ranked all the way down at 41 here in the simulator. But Adetomiwa Adebaware, freak athlete, goes to the New Orleans Saints. Dennis Allen continues to build on defense because he thinks that's how you win championships and Derek Carr is going to do good enough. It's going to be interesting to see what the Saints do this year. Eagles, back on the clock, and they could go a bunch of directions. 
They already took defensive line with Tyree Wilson. They could go offensive line. Or they could add another playmaker on this offense. Eagles fans complain all the time about Quez Watkins. I'm a Quez Watkins fan. Cody's a Quez Watkins fan. But the people in Philadelphia, not so much. And we've heard rumors he could be moved. And so the Eagles take the top receiver remaining on their board. Josh Downs, mega producer at North Carolina. He steps right in and plays that slot position. We know that the Philadelphia Eagles do not mind small wide receivers with Devontae Smith, especially if they can make plays deep. Josh Downs can do that. He can make plays short. Josh Downs, complete receiver, starts from day one in the slot. Quez Watkins likely on his way out. And finally, for the Kansas City Chiefs, we know their MO at this point. They just re-signed Justin Watson. Love that move. They're just going to surround Patrick Mahomes with guys starting NFL wide receivers. Just get a bunch of them. None of them have to be top end. They just have to do a bunch of things as long as we can keep Patrick Mahomes clean. And we do that by selecting Ohio State mountain of a man, DeWand Jones. He can play right tackle. He can play left tackle. He can play guard. Put him wherever you want. He is just going to be moving people. And so that concludes our draft here tonight with player profiler today, Jack's mock draft 3.0. I will zoom out so you can see the whole thing. There we go. If you have any questions, if you have any concerns, if you have any counter thoughts, hit me up at Javanaugh 87. But until then, I will see you next time. <laughs>